Welcome back, everybody, to the Nosebleed Sports Podcast. I'm Chris Witt. With me, as always, is Mr. Adam Schmidt. Adam, how are you today, sir? I'm excellent. How about yourself? If I was any better, I'd be our next guest who uh, has had the pleasure of being in New York last week to see the Xavier Musketeers come in second in the Big East Tournament. Uh, Mr. Adam Baum. Adam, how are you, bub? I'm good, man. I'm uh, I'm coming to you live from my hotel room in Greensboro, North Carolina. So I'm ready already, to roll. Already there. Nice. Yeah. So, so uh, tomorrow Xavier has Xavier has a press conference and then they have an open practice for the media and fans. Um, I saw that. Yeah. So that was that's why I'm here today was so that I could be there for that tomorrow. Nice. So uh Big plans for tomorrow night? You're going to go to the games? What are you going to do, Bob? Yeah, I think, you know, I think the plan is there are some Xavier people that I know who are going to be down here in town. So I think we're going to try to find a sports bar and just watch as much basketball as we can because realistically, like I, I think Saturday I'll be able to watch the games. But, you know, Xavier wins on Friday. Uh Thursday is going to be my best option to to take advantage of what is my my favorite weekend of the year is this weekend. Hundred percent, one hundred. I used to take this weekend off for like fifteen straight years. I would take this weekend off, and I had a I had a whole schedule. I'd order two bake royals, extra meat, mayo, <laughs> and uh, 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 Italian dressing from La Rosa's. I have all my Girl Scout cookies that I got last month right next to me, and I'd have a gallon of milk, and I kept it in a little cooler right next to the chair. Dude, I didn't move for three or four days. I sat right there on the couch. Then I got a little older, started going to the bar, but yeah. It's the best. There's nothing Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, uh, So as everybody knows, Adam is the uh, beat writer for the Xavier Musketeers for Cincinnati Inquirer. USA Today. He also is a, uh, a elder football and baseball record holder. <laughs> uh, baseball for the most caught warm up pitches in the history <laughs> of elder baseball. Because uh, I'm the only one. <laughs> <laughs> to heck over, hey, no one will ever be born. Yeah. Unless some young kid wants to come along and be the bullpen catcher for two years, I don't. I don't see that happening. But I'll, I don't see Coach Thompson letting anybody do it. Do it to you, bud. He's keeping that name up there. Hey, uh, so uh, last weekend it was a disappointing. It was a disappointing end. Yeah. With Xavier uh, getting blown out by Marquette. Talk to me. What What happened in that last game? Is that a? Was that because uh, we talked before the podcast? You were saying Sule Boom was pretty. Was kind of sick. Uh, was there something going around? Was there something to that? Or was it just the fact that they had to play three straight days and they only play seven kids? I think it was more of three and three days, honestly. Um, Sule was sick, and that certainly didn't help. Um, but, yeah, you, you look at their rotation right now and, and who they're relying on and to ask those guys to play. You know, you think about Thursday's game against DePaul and how tough that was. Like – I mean, when you when you're down for more than 36 minutes and you have to fight to come back and win it at the end, like that's exhausting. And then the next night you come back and you play maybe your best game of the season. Yeah. You just stomp all over Creighton 
But still, at the same time, the way that they played that game, the way that they took care of business, I think it was taxing. And then, you know, if you watch that Marquette game, you could just tell that, like, Marquette looked fresh. They looked like they had their legs, and Xavier didn't. I've never seen in the first five to ten minutes of the game, Xavier took about ten jump shots that all hit the front of the rim. Yeah. And as a basketball player, as a basketball coach our whole life, that's always been the key sign, right? You know what I mean? You're leaving ball short. You don't have your legs under you. Yeah. So it was pretty obviously pretty quick. They made a little run, but never got within, what, 12? I don't think they ever got back within under 10. They definitely didn't get it under 10. No. It was uh, – Sean, Sean basically said, like, that game was over in the first couple of minutes. Yeah. Uh, so let's move on. We're here at uh, UNC you're, – you're there, UNC Greensburg. Get my uh, – I wasn't prepared all the way. So uh, let's get this bad boy out. Uh, Kennesaw State, what do you know about him, bub? Yeah, so A-Sun champs, 26-8. and eight, And, you know, you look at them, they're not going to overwhelm you with their size. They're not, they're not crazy athletic. Um, what they do really well, in my opinion, is they're very physical. They play an extremely physical brand of basketball. They love to force turnovers. They're very good at getting fouled and getting to the free throw line. Um, and, and I just think with this matchup with Xavier, I think a few things are going to be really important. I think number one, Xavier has to take care of the basketball. I think the way that this game has the potential to get weird is if Xavier turns it over a bunch. Number two is Kennesaw state. And, and this is not to be disrespectful, but it might sound disrespectful. Like they have not seen an offensive team like Xavier all year. The pace that Xavier plays with, the way that they can get into their offense, Xavier wants as many possessions as they can possibly get, um, and that is to Xavier's benefit because the more possessions they get, the more points they're going to score. So I think what Kennesaw State is going to do in this game is I think that they're going to try to junk it up. They're going to play some man-to-man. They're going to play some 1-3-1. They're going to play some 2-3 zone. They're going to try to make it weird for Xavier's offense and really try to slow them down. Xavier is preparing for that. They know that that's probably going to happen. So I would think that they're going to be able to handle that. Um, And then the other thing is like, Xavier is going to be more athletic than them and they're going to be bigger than them. They're going to be more talented than them. So really what it comes down to is, hey, are you are you going to be ready to play this game? Are you going to let another team come out and be more ready than you are in your biggest game of the season? So um, I have full faith that, that Sean Miller will have him ready. But that's kind of the, the lens that I'm looking at this game through, if you will. Yeah. So let's talk about real quick. Um, the only thing that that people talk about with Xavier holding them back that I've heard is not at complete full strength, missing Zach Fremantle. Uh, but Jerome Hunter's filled in yeah. nicely. And, um, and it's been 12 games, something like that. He hasn't played since the end of January. Right. Yeah. They So they've got a bunch of games without to figure it out without Zach Fremantle. 
How much do you think that's going to impact? Maybe not the first game, but if they make it, if they win third Friday and play Sunday and then beyond. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to say because I think you know we talk about the Big East tournament, and that was three in three days. Like they're they're not going to see that again. You know, even if they can get on a run and and win two, three, four games, like. You're not you're never the rest of the way going to be in a situation where you have to try to win three games in three days. So the 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 issue becomes with them. And the the reason that this is going to be a thing is not because they they desperately miss Zach Fremantle and their season has fallen apart without him, because that's not the case. The reason that this is going to be a thing is because at some point, you know, hopefully it's not on Friday. At some point, you're going to run into an issue where Jack Nungy gets in foul trouble or Jerome Hunter gets in foul trouble. And that scenario is where things are going to have the potential to go a little bit haywire. Now, at the same time, they have played in a few games at Providence. Um, There was another game where, where they got in early foul trouble that it didn't cost them a game. So they've proven that they can sort of get over that. Um, but to me, it's 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 that's the bigger issue than like them wearing down or them getting tired is them running into an issue where someone who's really important to their rotation, who they rely on for 30, 32 minutes a game, um, picks up three fouls in the first half. And then it's like, OK, now what are you going to do? Um, so that's really the the thing that I think could potentially hold them back. But at the same time. Like I said, they've they've won games in spite of that to this point. So I wouldn't necessarily say that that's going to be their downfall, but that is the thing in the back of my mind going into every game. It's like you only have seven guys right now, so that <laughs> you can't you can't afford to to for things to go too wrong here. So I saw you at a game and and, it, and you were kind of talking about Fremantle and his injury about you know it's kind of up to him almost like the, the injury. Well, he went and had surgery. Yeah. That's officially done, right? There is zero chance we're going to see Zach Freeman. Correct. Kiki Tandy has gotten some minutes here and there. Some games have been, he, he's been able to play decent defense when he's engaged. Um, he had a foot thing going on. Is there a possibility that we have an eighth man in Kiki Tandy? Uh, no, that's done. I don't even think Kiki's here. Honestly, oh, wow. he's, really? he, was, he wasn't even in New York. Um, they haven't announced anything yet, but it sounds to me like it, it's season ending. So, yeah. I mean, this is a guy who heard it at home against DePaul. I forget what day that game was, but it, that's all. That's three weeks, maybe coming up on a month. And he hasn't mm-hmm. he hasn't done anything. He hasn't practiced. Every time I've seen him, he's still been in the boot. So that right there tells me that like. If you haven't practiced leading up to the NCAA tournament, they're not no going to throw you out there. No chance. What about what about a kid like Cam Kraft who uh, had a good beginning of the season, got some minutes over the last week in the in the last couple games of the year. He got a couple minutes. Like I, my, I guess as a Xavier guys, is there an eighth man out there somewhere that can relieve uh, Boom for five minutes instead of two minutes? Like can, yeah. we have something out there. That we besides Claude at the guard position that we can get in there. Yes. Um, Cam Craft, he came back. 
He's been he's been doing stuff for about a week, a week and a half now. On Tuesday, I went to their practice and he was a full participant. He did everything, all the contact stuff. And he looked good, honestly. Like, you know, maybe there's a little bit of rust there with his jump shot because it, it was a knee injury. But I think he's available if they need him. I don't know that they're going to, like, throw him out there um, in the first game if, if the game is in doubt in any way. Like, maybe if they get a big lead, they might throw him out there and let him play a little bit just to give someone else a break. But, like, I don't know that they're at the point where they're like, hey, we, we really trust this guy to go get us eight minutes in an NCAA tournament game when he hasn't played in a game for a month and a half, yeah. you know? But he, he is a guy where it's like, hey, if, if stuff goes really haywire here and we need a body, Cam Craft can play. <laughs> good, good, good. That's, that's a, that is reassuring because Cesar Edwards has been surprisingly pretty good. I mean, he's put in really valuable minutes, whether it's uh, going in there and, and just being a body or whatever you want to say for him. He's looked decent, so I'm not too worried on that side. But that guard, we, we got a lot of guards and, and small forwards. It's just it just Sule Boom playing 40 minutes a night. It can't happen in this, right? Like you, they, he, I know he can because he's done it all year. Yeah. But I don't. Might have might to, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Um, to me, though, I think I think Des Claude is the X factor. He looks so good lately. He's so he's going down. The jumper's going down. Yep. When he's hitting his three and you've got Kunkel, him and Jones spread wide and let the other guys work down low, whether it's Nungy and Hunter or whoever, that's that leaves the that gives three options around the perimeter to where you can do something in down inside. And it gives Nungy an opportunity to really do some work. And the most important thing about Des is that Des has essentially learned. And remember, he's at the end of his freshman year. He has learned the one, the two, the three, and the four. Sean Miller can literally sub him in for four different positions. And when you only have seven guys, that makes Des Claude one of your most important players because he can come in for Adam Kunkel, Colby Jones, Jerome Hunter, or Sule Boom, and he does it well right now. He's playing some of the best basketball of his career. I am curious. You know, he played in Madison Square Garden in the Big East tournament really well. Like, he didn't look phased at all. So, if that's any indication, I don't think that the NCAA tournament is going to be too big of a moment for him. But that's always a thing with freshmen. That's like – that's the the popular knock against Purdue right now. It's like all their guards are inexperienced. Yep. They haven't done this before. So, that'll be one thing I'm curious to see how Des Claude handles this. Because if he can handle it, that, that takes Xavier from, like, a team that I feel good about them winning two games to being like, hey, maybe they can win three, maybe they can win four. Like, he's that important to their team. No doubt. And, they sh- and, and, and him being able to shoot the ball has been the biggest part of the last two months for him, yeah. for, to me, because – you don't have to rely on two guys to be your main shooter. You got you've got another guard that can be a point guard, but you, that you can't leave open. I like that. Anyway, what do you got? Uh, so I know this is dangerous to do, but maybe looking ahead, 
to the next matchup if they do win Friday. We're, we're not the team. We're allowed to look ahead. <laughs> yeah. Correct. I feel like Adam's so close to the team. <laughs> I, just don't wanna, I don't want to jinx them. Uh, no, but uh, I don't know if you've looked at it, or I'm sure Sean Miller would never say that he's looking at a team beyond the, the next game, but Iowa State or Pittsburgh, um, any thoughts on that? Have you looked at that matchup at all yet? Yeah, I watched Pitt the other night. I know they kind of – they won a grinder of a game, um, held on at the end. And Iowa State, it just seems like they've kind of nosedived here a little bit at the end of the year. You know, because I, I want to say, and I would have to go back and verify this, when the NCAA selection committee announced their very first top 16 seeds of the season, I want to say Iowa State was ahead of Xavier on the four line. And they've finished the year in a way that led to them falling all the way down to a six. And I know the Big 12 is tough, but I, I don't think Iowa State's playing great right now. Um, and then the thing with Pitt is like, it's kind of like if Pitt wins, you know, Sunday would be their third game of the week. You know, are they, is that going to be an advantage for Xavier going against the team that's had to play 40 more minutes than them? Or do you prefer that maybe Iowa State sneaks it out over Pitt and you've got this matchup against a team that hasn't been playing its best basketball at the end of the year? So, um, in terms of like matchups, that's what that's what I would probably use Saturday to do is once I know who they're going to play, go through and look at matchups and say, OK, who is Sule Boom going to guard? Who is Adam Kunkel going to have to guard? Who's Colby going to be matched up with? What is their big man like? Is he uh, a back to the basket guy? So it's like that's kind of what I've been doing with Kennesaw State. And I I really like the matchups that Xavier has in this game. Um, but to answer your question, like I would have to look at it more closely like that to see which which team I like or, or which team I think Xavier matches up better against. Do you think Xavier deserved the three seed? A lot of a lot of people had him at a four seed almost the, this entire time. They get beat pretty bad by Marquette in the final. Uh, was their run enough? Was that Creighton game enough or do, did somebody? I didn't really pay attention to who had to lose for them to get bumped up, but I feel like the four seed was what we've heard for the last two weeks. And I don't know that they played super great to jump above that. Yeah. The only thing that I can think is what it came down to was a question of does Xavier or UConn deserve this and Xavier beat UConn twice. That would be the only thing, you know, when I saw them get the three, um, I was talking to some people up at Xavier about it that night, and that was the point that they made was that, look, you know, everyone in this arena, everyone thought we were going to be a four seed, but we were essentially competing with UConn for that last three seed. And I think ultimately the selection committee said, Xavier beat UConn twice, we'll give them yeah. the time. UConn also did some stuff in their non-conference where, like, and this is a popular thing to do now because of like predictive metrics and all this stuff. But a lot of these teams do it. They play garbage teams and they just run up the score and don't sub out their starters. And what that does is it helps your analytics. It like helps your Kempom numbers in a really remarkable way. 
so that like at the end of the year, you know, you've got these results in there where you're beating teams by 30 or 40 points. And it really helps you in the computer models with those predictive metrics. So I don't know, maybe the selection committee doesn't weigh that as heavily or something, or they just like that Xavier beat them twice. And Xavier did play a way harder non-conference schedule than they did. I mean, we played Duke and, and Indiana, West Virginia when West Virginia was ranked. And Gonzaga. I mean, we played a lot of really good teams and played all of them really well. UConn did beat the – they beat Alabama pretty handily. They beat Early in the – yeah. Yeah, out in Portland. Yeah, that's and that's, right. that's easily like to, – to me, honestly, that was, that was their best win. And that sort of carried a lot of the the favor that they had from people was like, man, they beat Alabama by 15 on a neutral floor. So that that carried a lot of goodwill. Yeah, that's the thing about those early season or preseason tournaments, whatever you want to call them. A lot of really good games against great teams. But it's so early in the season and most teams are so different by the end of the season. It's I feel like those should those wins and losses should carry way less weight than your last 10 games or whatever. And I, I, sometimes it probably does, but I'm not sure it always does. Yeah, and, and I like that point. I would, I would even go so far as to say that, like, you've already played a conference opponent once on your home floor and beaten them, and then to go to their arena and beat them on their home floor and not even let them lead in the game, to me, that's, that says more than beating a really good team in late November. It's like you're playing a team that's a conference opponent. They've already played you once. They've got a ton of film on you. And then you go into their house and you don't let them lead, which Xavier did at UConn. So to me, I, I like where your your head's at with that. And that in terms of it says way more about your team at that point in the season with everything that's on the line. Yeah. Uh Favorite New York pizza spot? Oh, uh, what's it called? Um, Joe and Pat's was really good. Uh, there's a Pizza Suprema right by Madison Square Garden that I had that I really enjoyed. Um, the the one that I've been I've always wanted to try, and it's the line is always crazy long. It's called John's of Bleecker Street. John's of Bleecker Street, yeah, because yeah. that's a Portnoy's always got that. Yeah. He says that's one of the best. That's top three. So that place is always packed. Yeah, there. I mean, there's there's good spots everywhere. I actually, I, I had some friends who were at the Big East tournament this year, and they were really into the the pizza scene, and it, it benefited me well. I'm a big pizza guy. I love a good slice of pizza. You gotta move to New York because they got a, a a dollar slice spot on every corner. On every corner, that's what I hear, and I love that. And I go everywhere I travel for work, uh, all the different states and cities I go to, all over the place. I'm always looking for pizza places, and like I got a, I got like one or two in every city that I go to, but none of them. I mean, I had the Chicago. We've been. I've been to Chicago and then couple different the the deep dish pizzas i'm not a deep dish guy i'm a new york slice kind of guy always have been and i i need a better new york slice around here when you hear these guys talk about some of these places i've got i've never been to new york i need to go to new york and i need some real pizza and you know what the the best part about it is in in new york like they never close 
Like you can go get a, a slice at four in the morning if you want. And like you can't do that in Cincinnati. No, you can't, you can't. Late night food is dead in Cincinnati. In New York, everything is open late. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah, Clifton Skyline that's open till like three, but besides that, that's it. <laughs> that's the that's our our standard bearer. That's the only one that we have. Yeah, exactly. I don't. I mean, are there any uh, one? Are there any just like sliced places? I mean, there's the one over by. Uh, Trotters, Trotters is a slice place. Trotters is a slice place, I guess. But yeah, but it's not really. I wouldn't classify. It's more doughy than New York. Like yeah. So there's a place. Uh, oh man, where is that over there? I don't know if it's Hyde Park. I don't think it's Hyde Park. Yeah, if you're at the the, no, I'm terrible. This is going to be the worst segment ever because <laughs> I can't even talk right now. No, uh, you know, you know where you need to go is. Tell me. There's a, a place, it's out in Mason. It's a little bit of a hike for you, probably. I go, I'm in Mason. I'm in Mason every single week. Okay. It's called uh, Two Cities. Okay. And basically okay. The, the premise is that these two brothers, they both became chefs. One of them went to New York. One of them went to Chicago. They both learned how to make pizza. So you go to this pizza place, you can get Chicago style deep dish, or you can no get shit. you can get New York style. Um, I'm I'm pretty sure that's the name. I think it's Two Cities Pizza. So I'm gonna have to because I keep. I mean, I got the one bite app on my phone constantly. I'm always <laughs> looking when everybody's got on the on the ratings. It uh, is Two Cities. Two Cities. So I'm gonna look that bad boy up next time. I, there it is. Two Cities. Yeah. 7.9. I like it. I like it. That's pretty good. And I'd be good curious. Answer. I'd be curious to know if that's them rating which one they're rating. Because so like, here's the deal. That's every one of these are different. Like I'm looking at the different pictures they got of their ratings, and some of them are the, the deep some dish. of them are the Chicago, and some of them I see like the personal pizzas that are the little eight inch things. Yeah. I don't, I don't think you should be able to rate that because that's too much crust. I think you got to have a real slice, but the, the higher numbers all seem to be for the New York slice and the yeah. deep dishes are getting like 6.971 deep dishes. So here's your, I'm in local, for this. your local authentic New York slice. Love it. I'm happy I, I can it. help. What? Uh, so Greensboro, North Carolina, you're there tonight. Uh, which is Wednesday night, Thursday night, Friday night, hopefully, yep. Saturday night. Uh, will you stay Sunday night or are you shooting home right after the game? Yeah, I'm I'm staying on Sunday night because, honestly, I don't know exactly what time they would play on Sunday yet, right? Right, we don't know. I mean, they could – they in theory, they could be an early game or they could be a later game. So, like, right now my flight home is um, Monday morning. Gotcha. Yeah. That sounds good. Okay, so then you might be flying somewhere else after that, right? Or or I will or, come home. <laughs> you're gonna come home before you go to wherever the next destination is. It would be Kansas City. Kansas City. Okay. All right. Oh, geez, that's gonna be. Uh, how much Bengals stuff do you have? I would. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about wearing it out there. No. Um, so then, how long do you? I mean, if you're allowed to have a personal opinion. How far do you think Xavier goes? Yeah. Um, yeah, that Texas, if they if they do get to Texas, that's going to be an absolute dogfight. 
Now, the the one caveat to Texas that, can score, yeah, just like Xavier can. Yeah, and the thing is, is like Xavier's also been very comfortable playing those types of games this year, where it's like, okay, you want to play a shootout, we'll play a shootout. Let's roll. Um, so to me, it's like that's that game. And granted, they have to win this weekend. But if you can get to that Texas game and you get by Texas, I think there's a legitimate chance that you can get to a Final Four. Me personally, um, I don't know that they – I don't know that they'll get by Texas. But I would not be shocked at all if they did. I mean, Texas is the best team in this bracket, if you ask me, right? I mean, Houston's injury has got the injury to – Yeah, is that his name, Sasser? Their best player is hurt. So, you've got to think that Texas is the best team in this. So, whoever wins, if we get there, that would be the game that would push it to the next spot. Yeah. And Houston is very good. I would say that the knock against them is that they've played, like, two quad one games all year. Yeah. You know, that's a, that's a, that's a conference problem. It's a conference problem. They won't have that problem next year. They'll be in the right. Right. All right. Um, So let's, let's get this thing going pretty quick for you. I don't want you to stay up too late tonight because practice is at one. Is that what time practice is? So they actually have their press conference. I, I believe is right before their practice. So I think the press conference is like 12 to 12.30, and then they're on the floor from 12.30 to 1.15 or something like that. Okay. All right. I think that's right. But the other thing is Kennesaw State, I can go watch them too if I want. Oh, that's because it's all open practices. To everyone, yeah. There's eight teams here this weekend. So you can go, you know – if I wanted to, I could sit in all eight media sessions. I'm not going to because I want to watch hoops tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame you there. Dude, I'm with you on that one. I've got, yeah. Uh, oh, oh, Kentucky's there too. Yeah. So Kentucky Providence. Providence. Speaking yeah. of Kentucky Providence, did you hear Chris Mack's little uh, little quote the other day talking about Ed Cooley? Yeah. About what, do you think about, what do you think about the way that came out of his mouth? The grass isn't always greener. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like you think about the way that it played out for him. I don't like he has to feel that way, you know. Sure. He has to wonder what might have been if I didn't make the decision that I made. Now, at the same time, you know, the year that he left, regardless of whether or not he stayed, um, they were going to have a rough year that year because of the stand, the the way that the roster was. I mean, they only had two incoming recruits. They basically missed on everyone that they wanted. Um, so but did the, they miss because he he left? Yeah, that's a good point. I, that honestly went down right before I got this promotion. That's true. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if that played a factor. If like these recruits were like, "Hey, man, we're hearing that you're leaving." And if, yeah. if that was a factor in that, but um, yeah, man, I, it's going to be really interesting because the other thing I took away from that conversation was it sounds like Chris Mack is going to coach again. It's a matter of when, and it's a matter of where. And he's so, getting ready to move to Florida. Yeah. I missed this quote. What did he say? 
Uh, basically, they were talking about Ed Cooley possibly going to Georgetown. And he said he would do great things at Georgetown if he went there. But one of those things where he's really happy where he's at and he's been doing and, and what he had. And there's and, something to say about happiness or something like that. And he was like, you he's got it rolling at Providence. That was it. Yeah. And he's yeah. like, uh, you know, you can't the grass isn't always greener or something like he said something to that effect of like um, and then basically was like, I would know. <laughs> yeah. Yep. It's true. So uh, that being what's the best coaching job in the Big East right now? Well, everyone, everyone's going to tell you, I mean, you mean like point open position open. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone will tell you that it's Georgetown because they're a national brand. They have a ton of money. They have a giant endowment and they have the, the Michael Jordan brand. Um, it's also like, in our nation's capital, they play in an NBA arena. So there's a lot that that program has going for it, which makes it even harder to comprehend how they've gotten so God awful. Well, I mean, Patrick, the, I, Patrick Ewing was one of my favorite basketball players growing up. Literally posters on the wall, newspaper clippings from the finals games, like everything, John Starks, Patrick Ewing. I love those Knicks teams. Hated him. And he hated him. He's a Reggie Miller fan. He was a Pacers guy. So, Michael, that was obviously craziness there. So, anyway, um, that being said, he was there too long. That's what happened. He was there too long. Patrick Ewing was an unbelievable assistant in the NBA. Really good. He got his opportunity, and it didn't work out. And they left him there too long. Yeah. Two years too long, in my opinion. Anyway, but St. John's plays in an NBA arena. Partially. Partially, Karnasekas, uh, complete opposite of that. So but, what's interesting is, um, you know, it sounds like Rick Pitino is going to be the guy at St. John's. Yeah. And it also sounds like he's not going to want to play. He's going to want to play more games at Madison Square Garden than they currently are. Like he doesn't want to play as many games at Karnaseka as they're currently playing, um, which is smart. I don't know why it's currently the way that it is, but yeah, he's going to have some demands when he takes over there. It's basically like they're going to wait until Iona loses. Sure. That's going to go down. So yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting in the big East with Patino back. Patino coming back. Somebody big is going to go to Georgetown. They're going to pull a name a big name at Georgetown. We still got Ed Cooley over there. You got Sean Miller who's here still. I mean, it's, it's a, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, the guy for Seton Hall, what's his name? Um, Shaheen. Yeah. He, Holloway. Oh, Holloway had a, uh, had a rough, had a rough day the other day. Um, <laughs> Not everyone so, win the NIT, baby. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Speaking of the NIT, how about Rutgers losing right off the bat? Everybody yeah. Everybody talking about Rutgers and not getting in, and they lose right away. I think the Bearcats were the Bearcats were losing at halftime to Virginia. Really? Yeah. That's a home game, right? They play. They're yeah, playing they're, here. Yeah, yeah they're yeah. at the third. Uh, that's all right. We we can uh, we can talk about that. And not talk about it. I could care less. Uh, <laughs> not just kidding. I'm a I'm a UC fan all year as long as it's not the crosstown shootout. I mean, not a fan, but I don't root against them. There you go. Uh, so let's let's go ahead and move on. So we've got so Xavier, 
I feel good about this week. I'm happy that you are already there. You're, you're feeling better. You got a little, you got a little, got, got a little, got a little sick last week, but you're feeling better now. Is there a spot in Greensboro you're looking forward to hang out tomorrow night? Yeah, that's that. That's the issue is that that we're trying to figure out. I think there are some early front runners. Um, like where I'm at, I'm at the Media Hotel. It's a it's a beautiful hotel. It's like I think it's the best rated hotel in like the entire city. Wow, which is weird that they would give it to the media. Uh, <laughs> but uh, there's like there's no real sports bars or stuff around around us here. So I think wherever we end up, it's probably going to be like a 20 minute drive. Um, We will find a place though. There's no way that I'm not posting up in front of a bunch of TVs tomorrow and watching as much basketball as possible. (laughs) Absolutely love that. Even if it's, even if it's in your hotel room, right? (laughs) Even if it's in my hotel room. That would be a last resort, but that's the last resort. That's what I was thinking. Happen. That's Adam's first resort. That would be our last resort. <laughs> Adam's like, all right, how many bottles of water can I fit on this table? Let's sit down and watch some basketball. Yeah, baby. Throw a ginger ale in there. Yeah. Ginger- <laughs> that's the old highball right there. Got to throw that ginger ale in there. Um, all right, so let's get off of that. Let's final let, four. Final four. Do you have a final four pick? I didn't even fill out a bracket. Let's I haven't filled a bracket out yet either. Nine. Yeah. I so that's how I am. I'm a I'm a multiple. Are you a sheet of integrity guy, or do you fill yeah, out? You usually I, fill out multiple. I if I fill it out, I will only fill out one. Okay, so wow. he's a sheet of integrity guy. I appreciate that. Yeah. Me, every bracket that I get into, I've got five that people send me emails for. I've got to get in and do them all tonight. I will have five totally different brackets. I always have one that has Xavier winning it all. Always yeah. one with Xavier winning it all. And then every other one, I kind of play it the way it's supposed to be. All right. I think I know what I want here. All right. Let's hear it. What do you got? So let's start. Do you have the, the bracket up? So, yeah. Okay. So let's start in the South. Who do you got in the South? All right. In the South, I like Creighton. Wow. That's a big – that's big because Bama so, – so you're telling me that you're not a big fan of the SEC because there's a couple of them here that you're saying that they can take over, plus Arizona's in there. Arizona's I'm just, played well lately. I'm rooting a little bit for chaos. I love I it. Let's like, do it. I'm 100% um, in for chaos. Yeah, because I, I think I'm going to go Kansas State in the east. Okay. And then – Honestly, I would I would have taken UCLA, but they got some injury stuff going on. Same so as Houston, yeah. Yeah, I think I'm actually going to go Kansas. But Kansas, I like this so, Kansas team, and I'm going to tell you right now, everybody needs to see this dick kid. Everybody yeah. needs a little dick in them right now. I'm telling you, this <laughs> dude is unbelievable. I love. Yeah. I got a little nephew who's a huge Kansas fan. He's seven years old, and he just runs around yelling. You need some dick. You need some <laughs> dick in your life. It's the but it's while he's watching the game, so it's fun. We, it, I love watching Kansas basketball with that little guy. He's awesome. Anyway, continue. The the only thing with Kansas, I saw a report today that I guess Bill Self is 
still working his way back from whatever he was dealing with. So there's yeah. – they don't know yet if, if he's going to coach or to what extent he's going to be able to coach. Um, yeah, and then I guess like uh, – to me it's a question of Xavier or Texas in the Midwest. Um, and I know you're going to make me pick one. Yeah, you're. I mean, that's the point of picking a Final Four. You yeah. got to choose one of those guys. So I'll tell you this. I was listening to some numbers today, and in the last 15 years, 60% of the Final Four has been a one or a two seed. 60%. You've got one number one seed, one six seed, and then who'd you take, A&M? Three seed. Kansas State, three seed. All right, well, then I guess we got to go to Texas, right? So I don't want to persuade you. That gets me to 50%. That gets you to 50%. Yeah. I was just looking for – I know you're a reason. Find them a reason to take Texas over the Muskies. I'm not – nobody – anybody listening to this podcast that's a Xavier fan, nobody's taking any offense to it. <laughs> Honestly, they – I think they – if they know anything about me and they – I might be the worst gambler or pick them guy of all time. So the fact that I picked Texas, Xavier might be excited about that. They might. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about, baby. That's what I'm talking about. He's got Mike Greenberg over here. He's got a sheet of integrity. He's the kiss of death on picks. I love it. I love it. Um, All right, man. That sounds good. Dude, let's leave it go there. Unless there's anything we need to know about this weekend that you want to throw out. I got, I got some Mount Rushmore names for you. Perfect. Sounds good. So our Mount Rushmore uh, that we're doing this week is the Mount Rushmore of NCAA broadcasters. This can be color guys or play-by-play guys. Uh, I don't think I told you that, but I'm sure you just took it into consideration. Um, So, Let's do well. Let's go ahead and do the Mount Rushmore of play-by-play guys. Adam, do you do you have your four? Do you do you have a couple guys you want to say were close? What do you got? I mean, I I know my four, and I feel like we're probably all going to have two in common. Maybe. Okay. Um, do you want me to give you my four? Let's. You start us off, baby. Give all it right. to us. I'll save. Uh, I'll save the two that I think are going to be popular for the end. All right. So. Vern Lundquist. Yep. And he's out of the game now. I'm pretty sure. Yep. Um, I love Dan Schulman. <laughs> I was writing stuff down right now. And the first two names I wrote down, well, two of the first three names I wrote down, you just said. <laughs> and then Gus Johnson and Bill Raftery. All right, that sounds good. I love it. All right, I'm going to tell you right now, I cannot wait for next year. So when I run into Andy Mack, I can tell him that you did not choose Andy Mack as one of the greatest NCAA broadcasters of all time. You know what? Andy is not tech-savvy enough to find this podcast. (laughs) There's zero chance. No, listen. Hey, so I don't know if I've told you this. So Oh, my God. When did Andy get canned from Clear Channel? I mean, you're talking 30 years ago. How old am I? 40? No, 25 years ago. I was probably 15. And uh, the whole voice thing was going on, and they let him go. Yeah. And uh, 
me and my dad would go to Xavier games. My dad was big website guy back when the internet was first starting. We started a website. There was no gozavier.com. There was no musketeer, uh, whatever that is, .com. We started a website, and every day I'd keep score during the game. We'd come home, and we'd plug in the stats into a website that we had, and we got a little bit of a following. This is a long time channel something came over to the house and interviewed us about our Xavier website. Then they came, then Andy Mack got fired and my dad started a new website and kind of put it with his, and it was called bring back Andy Mack. And he <laughs> got over 10. I don't, I don't know. I, I won't say a number. He got a whole lot of signatures on this website and turned it in to whoever the guy clear channel was at the time. Drove the, went there and handed all of these signatures and all this stuff and paper to try to bring back Andy Mack. That was his whole thing. Bring back Andy Mack. We were like that when that all went down, broke my heart. So Andy Mack is on my yeah. Mount Rushmore of NCAA broadcasters. Outside of that, it sucks. I got three of his. <laughs> I got Gus Johnson. That is easy. Gus Johnson. Gus is- I don't know. You weren't a Xavier fan at the time, probably, and you were young. Kansas State game, yeah, Gus Johnson, that, unbelievable. That was the uh, Crawford year when Crawford was playing against Kansas State for Xavier, and it went into was it double or triple overtime. Greatest called game of my entire life. I will love Gus Johnson forever because of it. Dan Schulman, there. I don't think there is a better. He might be. He might be the best play-by-play guy going right now. Honestly. I 100%. I totally agree. Um, so I chose Vern Lundquist just because that's my child. That's our childhood. Like we, like, yeah, iconic. We, everybody loves Vern. Icon. But I got to tell you, there's a lot of others. There are. I is bad. Like, can you be bad and great at the same time? Because Bill Walton is, <laughs> is terrible, but is great. As you can possibly be. Bill Walton would be a close fifth for me. And him, <laughs> uh, him doing the games out on the West Coast, holy cow. If you can stay up late enough, yeah, you will laugh as hard as you've ever laughed before in your entire life. Um, anyway, Adam, you go. Go ahead. I'll just go ahead and start. I got Bill Walton on mine for that exact reason. He's so terrible, but he's so great. Yeah, because you it's, never you don't know what he's gonna say. No. You could be talking about the moon and the stars, and then some guy makes a beautiful turnaround jumper, and he's comparing it to a doorknob and the way it turns before you open it to go see your little baby taking a nap. Like, what are you talking about? He's on mushrooms or something, but he's so funny. It's unbelievable. Oh, my God. And then he's also, like, there's a weird – tension between he and some of the guys that he works with dude like, it is don't get into it what is that guy's name the little bald guy that always does the games with is that dave pash pash I, it almost sounds like they don't like each other and they're annoyed by each other i feel like it's because it's they do games together all the time but it almost feels a little a little chip. contentious yeah I think yeah. Pash Pash feels like he has to like reel him in sometimes yes yeah um, sure Keep his train on the tracks a little bit. <laughs> Absolutely. So we'll go from there to a serious one. I'm putting Jay Billis in there. I know some Thank people you. don't like him at all. 
I love Jay Billis. I I really like Jay Billis calling a game. I mean, doing color on a game. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, So I'm throwing. He's so smart. He's very, very smart. So smart. I'm going to throw. I was really close to Dan Schulman. There's a couple other, you know, uh, Mike Tarico and John Saunders and Mark Jones and Jim Nance, a bunch of really good guys that I was really close on. I'm going Kevin Harlan. I know we think of him as an NBA. NBA guy, but yeah. he does call, especially this time of year, he calls a lot of uh, NCAA tournament games. Um, the the Marv Albert similar voice. I need Yeah. He's just I, – I love Kevin Harlan. That's a good one. Thank you. And then I'm going to throw another wrench into it. We briefly mentioned this at the end of last podcast, but – he did call on the radio the Christian Leitner shot '92. Marty Brenneman. Marty Brenneman did NCAA tournament game. He did radio back in the day, and he was he was the uh, broad the play by play guy for the tournament '93 '94, whenever that was. Oh, when sure. Christian Leitner hit the turnaround jumper against Kentucky. I didn't know. Put him on there. Yes, you should. He deserves it. He deserves it. Yeah, Adam. Brother, I don't want to keep you any longer than we got you. We're well over an hour now, man. I do. We appreciate you coming on all the time. Hopefully, hopefully, these boys make it a little further, and uh, maybe we'll try to get you on here next week or two before the final four. Yeah, if they this. if Xavier if Xavier makes it to the final four, I have to come back on. I'm 100 percent in for that. Yes, sir. <laughs> Absolutely. You that was good hanging out with you guys. I, I appreciate you having me on. Thanks, bro. Love having you, buddy. Thank you so much. Go Panthers. Go Panthers. (laughs) See you, buddy. See you, boys. Oh, man. The man, the myth, and the legend. Love Adam. He does such an amazing job. Uh, We always have fun. Always have fun with him. He does a good job. He he likes to have some fun. Mm -hmm. But when you get down to the business, my man is down to business. And he knows... He's so intelligent when it comes to what he does, which is his job. Sure. But he knows those Musketeers. Great his job, no. He's, and he's very good. And uh, he knows those Musketeers as well as anybody. So uh, big thanks to Adam Baum. Didn't get his Twitter because I'm always terrible about that. At Adam J. Baum. At Adam J. Baum. Baum? Baum. 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 We asked him <laughs> once too, didn't we? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I'm so terrible at last at pronunciations. Um, That's so, right. so we've we've got we've talked we've talked a little bit of NCAA. We've we've got our Mount Rushmore out of the way. Um, obviously, the tournament is here, so we've got to talk about what our final four is. Um, and then, the most important thing, though, we didn't start this week the way we normally do. So before we get into anything else, I would like to get to the Reese's segment of the week. Now, if you're listening to this, the audio is not going to be exactly what it usually is. Uh, the microphones aren't plugged in because when we do Zoom, we're not technicians and the producer wasn't here this week. So a uh, guy running the board. So we're just talking into it like normal. That being said, Adam Schmidt. What do we have on the Reese's agenda for this week? Chris, I hope you didn't eat dinner. 
I did. Does. I didn't do it. Neither did I. Oh boy, this so, is gonna be a monster. I, I went to the gym today and I'm waiting. I waited to eat because the protein that you need to eat right after the gym is coming from the giant Reese's oh egg. I'll put it next to my head so you can see how big it is. This is the I wear a size 11 hat. Just so you. <laughs> uh, what size hat do you wear? When was the last time you wore a wore a hat? You used to have an all red red hat you wear a lot, but that was back when you had long hair, so you got to bump up the size for that. Yeah, yeah. What what is your what size dome do you have? Like a four and three eighths? No, it's uh, seven and a quarter. It's a really strange shaped head. I, no, I don't even think it's seven and a quarter. I, I, it might be like a seven. Seven and an eighth? It might be. A, yeah, it's, it's I think it's small. Is that big or small? Perfect. Pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. Well, this is a small medium. I'm seven and an eighth. I got a small head. Okay. I, I just have a weird shape. This is how, I mean, if you're watching this on YouTube, this egg is half the size of my entire face. It's going to be too much. A uh, lot of protein in here. By the picture on the box, it looks like there is a whole lot of peanut butter, which is our favorite. Um, so this is called the Reese's Peanut Butter Egg. That's simple. That's it. When you think of the, the smaller ones, you know, about that big or whatever, which are awesome. They're perfect. Every time we eat these big things like this, the chocolate's a little harder and you got to get to the second bite to really get to really get the peanut butter because the chocolate's so thick. Mm -hmm. Yep. So I won't say for I won't say first bite. What's your impression? I'll let you take a second bite. There you go. Before you get to your your first impression. I'm going to tell you right now. This is a monster. This is an absolute monster. Um, for and and can I also say congratulations for going to the gym? Good on you, bud. Our season that I was coaching is over. I've been trying to get there as much as I can. Yeah. What gym do you go to? New gym. Shout out training personally, Peggy Edwards. Sold it. It is now elite, elite boxing and fitness, I believe. Something like that. Is that where you're going? Going there. Same same building. So look back on it's on Budno Avenue in Westwood in Cincinnati. Great young gal who is a boxer bought it, took it over. She's got a, a room just for boxing classes, and then she's still got the circuit that Peggy Edwards is doing. My I'm gonna tell you right now. When we when you used to come to my house and we would do boxing stuff at the house. I'm willing to bet that part of purchasing that gym came with my old heavy bag. Because my old heavy bag had been at the gym forever. Mm -hmm. I gave it to Aunt Peggy a long time ago. So I bet she's still got it hanging up over there. Probably. I haven't done a boxing class there yet, but I've, I've done the circuit a few times now. And, um, she's really great. She, she's doing a good job. She's got this app that's got everything on it. You sign up on the app, and oh, it's, it's good. Hmm. good. Check it out. So that's where I went. Now I'm getting my protein from this peanut butter and the giant Reese's egg. First impressions, Adam. You go ahead. Oh, I hardly ever go first. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uh, can I just go with a 9-8 right off the bat? I mean, this is easy. 
There's so much <laughs> peanut butter, so much delicious Reese's peanut butter in here. As much as I don't like this type of Reese's chocolate, mm -hmm. I could care less because of how much peanut butter is in the middle. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so good. I'm uh, matching your 9-8. We got two 9-8s going on. Two 9-8s right off the bat. That's what I'm talking about. Um, I'm gonna do a little just a little adjusting. All right. I didn't put on my makeup. I just gotta see that. Adam, what are we getting into next on the uh, Nosebleed Sports Podcast? We asked Adam Baum for his final four. He gave it to us, but we have got to talk our final four. All right. You have not filled out a bracket yet. Mm -mm. Unbelievable. You're a very busy man. I understand that. It has been, it's been a crazy week. Okay. And it's only Wednesday. We're 12 hours away, essentially, from the first tournament games. The first round. Tournament. No, yeah, 100%. I will fill it out tonight. I'll probably fill out four tonight. Mm -hmm. Tomorrow morning, I'll have my wife fill one out before she takes the boy to school. I'll have Parker fill one out. I'll ask the girls if they want to fill one out. I'll get I'll get a few of them rolling uh, tomorrow morning as well. So, but don't worry. I will have I'll have I'll have at least six filled out by the time now to to the first game start at Xavier's got to be one of the first games. Twelve ten the first game. So, I haven't even got on the app to look at any of that. Wow, um, dude, I'm telling you, it's been great. We had practice tonight, and then. I couldn't start dragging the field until after the freshman scrimmage was over, which was another like 15, 20 minutes. And then you drag the field and get home and dinner. It's been a long day. Sure. I think I've filled out, I want to say nine, nine or 10. Nice. How many, many have you paid into? How many, <laughs> how many have you paid into? Uh, I think just two. Okay, so the women have like a super regional, right? Like they're only playing in two places. They've got like two right? super regionals, and like everybody's coming out of two places. I feel like that's probably more efficient. Hundred percent cheaper for sure. Hundred percent people up different places. All right, Adam, I'm gonna let you go first. Who is your final four, or do you want me to go? Because I can do you the do best it. way to do it is probably just gonna be for me to run through this thing. Okay. Um, so Baum. Adam Bombtech took Creighton in the South. Six seed. Uh, you've got Alabama at the one. You've got Arizona at the two. Baylor at the three. Virginia at the four. San Diego State at the five. And then Creighton at the six. I'm not going to go any further than that. Um, I am going to come out with a I, – I really like Arizona. I think Arizona's played well. They've been consistently in the top ten all year long. Never really – some of these number ones, top, top teams have been bumped and came back and then bumped and came back. They've consistently been at the top. I'm going to take Arizona. Um, in the East, uh, produce the popular pick. Um, Memphis has some – apparently Memphis – just, this is just listening to – I've been listening to a lot of college basketball radio, though, on Sirius. Um, as Adam was talking about earlier in the show, Purdue gets a knock for their young guards. 
and they've got seven four Edie underneath the basket, averaging 30 and 17 or something like that. But if you can't get him the ball, he can't score. So if you got a team that plays really good defense and can keep their guard, keep their guards out by half court and not let them penetrate or get inside. Uh, sounds like Memphis is really good at that. So I could see them being is they may be one, they may be the second number or the second or third number one seed, but they could be the first number one seed out. I'm not taking them. I uh, Kentucky's been hot here lately. They, you know, that that's a that's a, a sneaky pick. Duke has been really hot, and they're playing Oral Roberts. We all know what happened with that years ago. Um, but out of that bottom half, I, you know what, I'm going to tell you right now, Marquette is as good a team as there is in the NCAA. Complete of a team, they are complete. I'm going to take Marquette to come out of the East. Um, in the Midwest, I'm going to take Xavier. That's easy. Uh, in the West, I'm going Kansas. So I'm going to go Marquette, Kansas, Arizona, and Xavier. So I got two twos, a one, and a three. We are really, really close. Yeah. Let's hear what you got. I've got Marquette in the East. I've fallen in love with Marquette, especially their point guard. Uh -huh. He's my favorite kind of player. <clears throat> um, one of the best passers in the in the country, which is my favorite thing. Um, I also went Arizona and South. I, they're I, them in Texas. I feel like are teams that are are hot and really good. I feel like they're getting a lot of attention and, and they've looked really good lately. Um, so I'll go Texas in the Midwest, just barely edging uh, Xavier. Mm -hmm. Arizona in the South, like I just mentioned, and then I'm split. It's tough between Kansas, and I want to put Gonzaga in there. I think a lot of people are dismissing Gonzaga because they've made it a couple times now in the Final Four, and they've lost. They haven't won a championship yet, but they're, they've been consistently really good, and they've proven a long time ago that they're maybe the only team in the country who's – whose strength of schedule because of the conference they play in doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. They're, they are elite level. They can play in any, they can be a really good team in any conference year after year. Um, but Kansas is also very, very good. Another one of those complete teams. Yep. Grady Dick. And, and I mean, there are four or five guys that you're like, this guy can really play and probably will play on the next level. Grady Dick is going to play in the NBA. He's going to be really good. I I have fallen in love with that kid. Yeah, he's really good. And you know what's the funny thing is I've seen him play a couple times now, and it took me until just recently to to realize he's six eight. Yeah, I just huge. when I first saw him, I'm like, oh, okay, six three kid mm -hmm. or whatever regular guard. Mm -hmm. He he's a guard who can really shoot. Yeah, he's six eight. And he uses his body well when he gets to the basket. Like, he can take a ball to the basket, and he's strong enough to maneuver himself and, and use his body to create space and, and make uh, uh, challenged layups. Yeah. Yep. And they've got a few guys like that, really. So, uh, Kansas is really good. I think just I'm going to go with my heart and just go Gonzaga. Uh, just maybe sort of a, a wishful pick there. So, there you go. Marquette, Texas, Arizona, and Gonzaga for me. That's it. I love it. I love it. I'm writing down our nine eights for our Reese's. Mm -hmm. 
which then brings us to, you know, I, I, I wanted to give you a quick update. We discussed in quite a, for quite a long time last week that I purchased a bidet. I'm so excited about this. We talked about this uh, yesterday, two days ago. Two days ago? Monday. Yesterday. Tuesday. No, it was on the way home. Yesterday, yeah. We talked about this on the way home from uh, Columbus the other day, and you had, we talked last week about it, and you were going to try to get home and get it installed before you dropped your first deuce of the day. Mm -hmm. Did it happen? It did. Perfect timing. Perfect timing. I start, I'm so excited. I started to have to go as soon as I got home. It wasn't killing me yet, but I, I was like, all right, this is going to motivate me. You even said that. Yep. This is going to motivate me to really get after it and get this thing installed. Uh, I did it. About 10 seconds later, I tested it out. <laughs> and <laughs> um, I'll tell you, it's, it's, uh, it's definitely a, a strange sensation at first. Uh -huh. uh, and it's cold water. Oh, yeah. It's cold water. You got you to gotta be prepared for that. I told you. Mm -hmm. You told me, and my, my, my friend that talked me into getting it told me as well. He's like, he's like, you know what? It's cold water. Not everybody likes that, but you get used to it. It's not that big a deal. Mm -hmm. And it's not. He's right. You're right. Uh, so, but you know what? I, it's, it's one of those things. I'm going to need some time with it. I, I used, I've used it twice now and it's not bad. Um, you and I were talking and I think you said this and I thought I'm almost definitely going to agree. We're wipes guys. Absolutely. And I, I, I feel like I have such a good rapport with the wipes at this point that I'm, it's going to be hard for me to not favor those. Yep. And so far, I think I'm a little more, I'm still hanging on like, I'm going to be a wipes guy forever, no matter what, even if I have the bidet. I'm still a wipes guy. Yeah. I just, you know, it's kind of nice to get, get a little clean before you use it. You don't have to fold it so many damn times. Yeah. The wipe. There's nothing worse than when you get to that second fold and you're like, God, I hope this takes care of business. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And you're like, I got no, I got nothing left here, yeah. bro. You got a sliver like this. I got, I got, I got a half piece by half a square left. At my finger, like, I got to choose. Am I still going with? Can't go to three. Two is getting iffy. That's one. And I, don't, I don't know if I can do that. I don't know if I trust the one finger control wipe. Uh -huh. Right. Uh, no, but anyway, the wipes are great. And uh, so I'm, I'm for now, I'm basically all three now because you got to dry off. That's the thing. Mm -hmm. I, although I guess maybe I could maybe dry no. off with a wipe yeah. too. Mm -hmm. So maybe I'll just, but I, I'm thinking like, well, I need something dry now because I got stuff dripping off. And that was the first thing I, it's going to be too much. Uh, no, I, no, it's I, not. Not for you, not for you. But for me. <laughs> um, you know, are, are you a, I feel like this is getting up. Just go. Are dude. you a, you're still sitting down when you wipe or do you stand and wipe? Oh no, I'm a sitter. I'm sitting while so I wipe. I'm a stand up wipe. Sure, I know there's quite a few. I, okay. I didn't realize. I didn't know that was a thing. I didn't my realize boy, for a while that most people sit at you. My boy's a stand-up wiper. Yeah. I'm my boy wiper. will try to get up by the wall so he can look at his butthole while he's wiping in the mirror to see if there's any chaos left so to see if he needs to wipe again. Yeah. Well, he's a young fella. He'll get a feel for it. Either way, I'm pretty sure he's going to be a stand-up wiper his whole life. And I am. I'm a stand-up wiper. 
And um, man, we the, need if we could ever if there was ever a better time for a Twitter poll. Yeah, this is it. I mean, uh, maybe we should do it. So, first time, use the use the bidet. Excuse me. And then I go. Well, I'm still gonna wipe, of course, and I got to dry off. So here we go. But I got stuff dripping off my bottom side. Yeah. Right. So I'm like, oh, whoa, 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 whoa! I'm not dripping any of that stuff on the floor here. So I had to sit back down and become sort of a sit down wiper. Yes. Strange. You're gonna have to learn. So. I'll tell you this. One thing that I did learn from this is before you get to cleaning the butthole back out after the water hits you, you got to clean the bucks first. Yeah. You got to get that clean first because then you can still use that same wipe. Because it's just water on the It's outside. just water cleaning. And then you can get to business. Yeah. It's just water on the chair. But And this is my thing. Here's the deal. If all you use is a bidet, your butthole ain't clean. No. I'm going to tell you right now, there's never been one time that I've used a bidet and didn't wipe afterwards, and there wasn't a little bit okay. of brown on there. I'm glad to hear you say that. I'm just I'm glad to hear you say that. I'll be, I'll, I, if and you're so just using a bidet, and then you're like, oh, I don't have, I don't have toilet paper or anything. It's just, I have some hand towels to dry off with and reuse them. The hell you're reusing those, and you ain't cleaning enough. Because no. you ain't getting, unless you're sitting on that thing and like getting a good move around, open up, close, open up, close. It would take a while. Like you'd have to have that thing on for a good 30 seconds. Yeah. And I ain't, dude, that'd be hard to take for 30 seconds. Yeah. I could take it for a second or two. <laughs> but bro, it's really just an initial blast of oh, clean. You know, yes. Just throw the water on there. Mm -hmm. Get any kind of big, yeah, get any kind of big loose stuff or. Mm -hmm. You know, or if if it's a particularly muddy situation, then you you're you're getting that first initial stuff, but you yep. have work to do after that for sure. There is no bidet only. I I would never be a bidet only guy. No, no. no. I, maybe people in Europe are, and I, people have talked about. Yeah, you save so much money on toilet paper. So far, I'm not sure I see that. I will not. I, that that is the that's not the reason that I use a bidet. The reason I use a bidet has nothing to do with saving money or not or cleaning the earth or not using toilet paper. No. Angle by cleaning myself. It's 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 just you know whatever extra I can get to keep that hole clean, man. I mean, you don't want a dirty butthole. I'll tell you, it's it's exactly to the point that you made earlier about sometimes you got wipe, fold, second wipe. Oh, fold. oh boy, here we go. Here we go. Oh boy, it it really is going to save you more on that. Okay, so because there's yeah. less wipes generally. Question for you: Since we're getting into the why, this this is my I can do this. All I know you, you know how much I, I know love talking know. about dropping deuces uh, with the wipes. Uncle Charlie, we call Uncle Charlie's. I like it. My I've got my kids calling them deuces now. Nice. Dad, what's, where's Dad? He's over. He's in there dropping a deuce. Yep, got to throw the curveball. Um, so my question for you is: When you pull the wipe out of the little wipe holder. Right, the little whether you put it in a box or you got a plastic, whatever it is. We've got some fancy boxes. We open the plastic up, put it in the box, and then pull it out. Oh, yeah, fancy. Uh, so, and my I've got toilet paper holders. We've got toilet paper holders in everywhere that are. It holds a wipe, and then it's got a little thing on top that you can set your, or it holds toilet paper roll, and then on top it's got a little stand for your wipes wipe shelf oh i've got a wipe shelf yes so when you pull the wipe out 
do you go right in full one wipe or do you do an initial fold on the wipe? So the wipe is definitely smaller than I would generally use if I'm just doing toilet paper. So for that reason, I open it up and I, I think I'm pretty gentle with it See, because yeah. I don't want to dig hard in there and go through it or anything. I've, I've had an issue. I've, right. I've, 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 I've tore through the wipe before. Yeah. Tore through the wipe. Uh, dirty finger, uh, you know, around the, around the anus, no fun. Uh, so I fold initially right off the bat. Okay. So I start with a fold. I unfold because it's, it runs right. a little fold. Yeah, it's got a little half. I start with a fold in half, smoke it, fold it in half, smoke it. Now I've got to decide. Now I've got that third one. There is no anything after the third one. I've talked to people. This obviously I have these conversations a lot. I've talked to people like, man, I just keep folding. I keep folding that song gun until it, like at some point in time, like it's gonna start squirting out the sides, right? No, it's a wet wipe that's like this big. Yeah. Yeah. So no, all right. I was wondering if you were initial, but I the very first thing you said told me that you weren't a folder. Because the first thing you said is, I feel like I'm pretty gentle. I'm aggressive. Yeah. Well, I get is I want to get up in there. Like I want anything left up there to come out. Here's the thing. I'm gentle at first because then you get a feel. Number one, I don't want to go through the one one yep. ply. Then you get a feel for how much work you have to do, and you're gonna fold then. And if I have a bunch of work, now I've got it folded, and now I can go harder. I like because it. I've got the fold, and and now I know for sure. If I don't have, I'm still gonna fold after the first um, after the first. Uh, Smoke. I wanted to call it smoke every time. <laughs> <you said it. laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, a gentle smoke and then a fold and then and then a, a harder smoke to make sure that you're that you're getting it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. for sure. I, I, I love it. That's awesome. That's so awesome. So uh, yeah, the day is up and going, and God, uh, it's so happy it's for you. Take me. I, I want to go a month before I really make a decision on if you're going to keep it there. Or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you have you sat down? So it's been two days now. Yep. Have you sat down and got a little too close to the back and went? Ooh, almost feels so like something's in the crack of my butt. Aware. I don't want any kind of contact smoke sauce going on. <laughs> <laughs> I it's got, got I, to clean. It. It's got the wire. You can clean it though, right? Like it keeps the nozzle closed. And you can turn the water on and it just doesn't touch you? I don't know because there are like two settings. One's the regular and one's the female, I think. And Dude, I just give it a try. I still don't even know which one it is. Yeah, I think so. Maybe I could use the female. No, you go if you got the female. I'll try. Right. Because you'd be spraying the back of the back of the bag. Well, back okay. of the bag would be getting blistered. Okay. Now, if you scoot up, you get a little taint wash in there. That's not a bad I idea. Think, but I think I'm screwed up a little anyway because I don't want to get anything on the nozzle. Yeah, I gotta figure out. I'm not sure it has a, a self-cleaning nozzle. I mean, it it the I, if it's got this. two settings, Here's it's it. got two settings on. I mean, you can't tell which one is the butthole or the female. It didn't even. Yeah, it didn't I mean, even, you can look at the little picture on it. Well, it's got a it's got the little two humps. Yeah. But the other one, look, I I can't even tell what it is. Number one, it's so small. It looks like either an eight or or one of those uh, infinity signs or something. I don't know. That might be the nozzle head cleaner. Oh man, I don't know, but it's supposed to have a it's supposed to have a, a female and a male. 
I smoke, love it. Smoke washer. Uh, smoke washer. All right, let's go. <laughs> Sounds good. Um, so good. So I guess you just gotta have to test it out. You gotta turn it. You gotta sw- turn it to whatever is not on right now. I, you know what? And give a little spray. You'll sit in the same spot. Hit it with what you're used to, <laughs> and then switch it. See what happens. <laughs> if it comes smart now, then between my it legs, out of the no, it'll hit the bag first. It'll hit the bag first. Oh, or it's no. going to go up your back. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Either way, I don't want that to happen. Uh, do you think? Do you think Chris Rock uses a bidet? No, Chris Rock does not use a so? bidet. No, I bet he does. I I would say that he has, but I don't think he does. <laughs> Chris Rock is our comedy special for the week. Uh, so this is kind of cool because we saw 94% of this special when we went to go see Chris Rock. Yeah. Not just the special itself, but he had the same clothes on. And apparently, I mean, he must have done it for all his shows because there's pictures afterwards. He's in the all white. Uh, if you haven't seen it, um, Oh boy, oh boy, Chris Rock. Um, he 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 went at the end of the special. Everybody was waiting for it, mm-hmm. and he went pretty hard at Will Smith. Before we get to that, let's talk about when we went to see it, because he kind of hinted around the Will Smith thing, but he never went in on Will Smith. And I'm going to tell you right now. I think that it was perfect. He couldn't have done it any better. Mm. I loved it. He, he, he said he hit me so hard. I heard my ears were ringing summertime. Yeah. All I heard was drums, please. Yep. <laughs> that was so good. Uh, but we heard a lot of the other stuff. We heard the story about his daughter um, getting kicked out of school. That was good. Uh, love that. He's got good timing. I mean, he's been doing it for a long time. He does a lot of repeating himself before he gets into the joke. Like he'll say, pro-choice, 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 pro-life, pro-life, pro And there's no joke. He's saying something. And then he goes into his joke. And by the way, I listen, my favorite thing in the world, I, we've said this before, when comedians get political, it kind of sucks. But when pe- comedians get political and can do a good job of making jokes about it. I love it. I don't care if it's against Republicans, against Democrats, against whoever it is. Old boy said that he was on both sides and he said, no, I'm pro-choice, but let's be honest. I'm all, I'm with you guys about killing these babies because that's what we're doing. We're killing babies. And he, and then he went on to talk about his punch card. And he's trying to get a smoothie. Like, it's funny. That's funny stuff, right? That's funny. I know if you're pro-choice, you probably can't get into that. But it's also kind of funny because you're like, okay, well, old boy's admitting he's killing babies. Anyway, yeah. I like I like Bill Burr had a similar thing. Same thing. Yeah, we did the same thing because Bill Burr literally said, uh-uh, don't clap yet. Hold on. I'm not done. No. Do you not know who I am? And we talked about it. I talked about it then. I love that stuff. If you can be on both sides and then tell a joke about your side, that's my thing. If you can joke about what side you're on, then I love that more than anything. And then you can take it, right? It means you can take it. Um, I thought he did good there. Uh, What else? What was in the very beginning? I laughed harder in the last 20 minutes, 30 minutes, 
than I did in the first 20, 30 minutes. But I think a lot of that's because I already heard it. Yeah. It makes it tough. Yeah. This was basically the third time I've seen it because we saw him live last year. And then I watched it when it came two out weeks ago or a week and yeah. a half ago or whatever. And then I watched it again this week and I liked it. I liked it better the first time I watched it. Yeah. So the second time, I, I think I, maybe I picked up some more things that I wasn't crazy about. Um, one of them is his, his uh, I think Whitney Cummings did this on her last one, but like walking around and making big gestures as they're talking. Oh, like yeah. as like that's going to enhance it, it. That's it gets distracting and it's like it's too it's it's not real. Yeah. Like people don't actually do that, you know. I'm gonna say right now, I believe that that might be how Chris Rock talks. I, I don't know, and that, yeah, his the emphasis he puts on some words and the ways. Yeah, yeah, it's just like I don't think he really talks when he's at a regular. And I've seen plenty of interviews too. Sure, when he's just hanging out with guys or whatever. And I mean, there was that famous uh, interview where he they sat around he and Louis C.K. and Jerry Seinfeld and um, uh, uh, the British guy. Uh, I know you're talking about. Um, yeah. So they all four sat around and talked comedy for a long time. That that was it's one of my favorite things to watch. And on there, he was like, he's he's just like he's a normal guy. He talks normal. He on stage is like a little bit too much of that. At least, yeah. But Chris Rock has always been over the top. I know, I know, and a lot of comedians do that. And I and maybe that's part of because you have to bring in energy because yeah. you can't just. I mean, there are some some comedians that are pretty you have to have a dry sense of humor to be that low energy guy you have to be able to make that joke and not laugh at your own joke maybe maybe and and i I think one-liner guys are probably a little better for that Mm -hmm. that kind of thing anyway that was a little at least the second time that i watched it that was a little bit distracting for me i was like i I just want to hear you say funny stuff like that's a little bit over the top but i mean besides all that it's i uh, I wrote down a whole bunch of stuff. Why the reason why Elon Musk looks weird? <laughs> That's so good. I mean, that negative. Yeah. He's got negative He's got sperm. Got uh, he would rather have to. Everybody here would rather have twenty dollars racist yoga pants. Yes, than than hundred dollar non racist. We, we saw him. We did. Yep. Um, let's see. Yeah. The, yeah. Uh, all that I wrote down the stuff about the pacing and the walking around the footwork. He would, he would walk around and then do like a little switch step. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> let's see. I think he, he was wearing platform shoes. I think he's like our height. And I, he, he, he wore, he, he wore 100% that had two back. inches on himself. He had a heel. Yeah. He had a heel. <laughs> he had a heel on the front and everything. He was and yeah. standing tall. Yes, he was. Um, which who cares, but I just noticed it. Right, you gotta be taller. So when somebody that's six foot four walks up to you to knock you off, <laughs> yeah. you look like you're a little bigger next to him. Yeah. Jo- those jokes were good too. The, he played Muhammad Ali. I played a piece of corn or something. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah. You never see me with my shirt off in a in a movie. And he played Muhammad Ali. Uh, the, you can tell what kind of neighborhood you're in by who's not working. That was good. Yep. That, he did that one when we were yeah. there too. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's see. Uh, you already mentioned the, the thing about his daughter getting kicked out. That was that was like more. I got more charm out of that one because he because of how he handled. Yes, he he asked the principal to kick his daughter out of school so that she could learn the lesson. Yep, um, which was awesome. 
Uh, oh, <laughs> if and one of my favorite ones, I think, if Beyonce worked at Burger King, uh, she could still get Jay Z. <laughs> Jay Z used to work at Burger King. And I'm not trying to get another rapper mad at me. <laughs> um, and that was a hundred percent true as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, yeah, I mean, all the all the the Will Smith stuff. We've been waiting for it for a year. Hit him to say some to do some jokes or just really address it. He went way harder on Will Smith than I thought he was going to. I'm glad he did. I'm, and you know what? I don't know. I'm not sure that I got. I'm sorry. I'm glad that he didn't just go hard at Will Smith. I'm glad that he went in on Jada, because that was he basically was telling you that look, you she started it. She said I should have quit when he didn't get nominated for concussion. I'm a grown man. Tell me to quit my job. You're going to say that I'm coming back. I'm say something too. You started off finishing, right? Like got into that whole thing. You're a comedian. You're going to do that. If you coach the Oscars, if you host the Oscars and you're a comedian and you make a comment about that guy, you have to expect something to come back. Anyway, we've talked about the Will Smith thing in this a bunch of times, but the joke about the joke about you got interviewed by the woman who cheated on you and then asked you how you feel about it like that this this it's for real like I, it's I such a weird narrative with that whole thing i was uncomfortable for some of that stuff about uh, especially about that kind of stuff because i'm we both are huge will, will smith fans will have smith been fan. for 30 years absolutely already. and i think you can still what you can still be a will smith fan yeah but but the 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 hurt that he went through with all that stuff like sure, the, it was a terrible move, and I think he, I, I think Will Smith knows that that the fact that he went up there and slapped him, right? You can defend your wife's honor and your relationship in a better way than that. He could have just left it with "keep her name out your mouth" and left it at that. That caused the scene in itself. It did. It did. Um, but anyway, it was just weird because he talked about how all these other people, celebrities, and media talking about how will smith is a so-and-so is right a, is a you know a, a, a name for a lady part but um or female doll oh yeah 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 maybe that's the one he used yeah either way that part i i was really glad to hear him address it and i'm okay if he goes in hard but it was hard it was also a little hard for me because you're because will smith's your boy listen and i, I, I love them to be friends because they were before that i well i don't know that they were like like friends but i don't think there was any there was i mean it was like they saw each other they're probably hey what's up chris hey what up what are you doing i don't i don't, the way i've all the way that it came out it's not like they're hanging out together and doing stuff like that nothing like that but i'll tell you this i still love will smith yeah all right and i like chris i still love chris rock mm-hmm. and chris rock did what he had to do he had us he's got he got paid to do a netflix special he he it's the most important thing that's happened in his life in 30 years he had it well at least in the last five and he needed to address it and he needed to come out and make it he he had to go hard and he did i think he did i think i think he in his in his life because he identifies as poor that was another good joke too because his kids are rich, but the difference is, is I identify, I identify as poor. Oh, and the, 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 the trans dad jokes with the Kardashians and then if his dad was trans and his brother, yeah. that was really good too. 
she is still your dad. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, getting back to the Will Smith, I don't know. I, I, I don't mind it. I didn't mind it. I, I laughed at it. I laughed at it because it was all true. Look, old Will, Will's been through some stuff. Jada's put him through some stuff over the last few years. And, uh, you know, it's about time somebody, you know, and so you got to laugh. I mean, some of it's so crazy that you have to laugh. Sure. Yeah. It's so crazy, the stuff that that dude had to go through. And then he walked up and smacked him right in the middle. Nothing like that's ever happened on the Oscars. Guess what? That dude's a comedian. He's coming after you, bro. It's going to happen. I mean, he said he said she looks like G.I. Jane, which we talked about a million times. It's not even a good joke. He just said that, and then and, and then she got, and everybody laughed. And Will Smith said, was laughing. And then Jada looks at him like, what are you going to do about it? <laughs> and then he had to get up and do Once something. again. Yeah. Anyway, all right. Well, what do you got for a rating? I'm going to go 3-9. I thought 3-8 would have been good. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. Adam went 3-9 as well, for those of you that didn't see the where he showed me his thing. I'm going to go three, nine. I was thinking three, eight, but I switched it to three, nine because I did laugh a lot and he's got, he's still got it. He's still Chris Rock. He's got his good time. He's a goofy guy. I still wouldn't give it into that four range mm -hmm. to get into that four range. I've got to be, I got to be into this thing pretty hardcore. Yeah. Now, if I didn't see the special, if I didn't see this special live, would I give it a higher rating? I don't know because some of the jokes I just kind of sat through because I already knew what the punchline was. And that's hard. So I'm still going three nine. I like to know because we rated it. Didn't we rate it on here after we went and we talk about it and rated it? Oh, did we? I don't know. No, I don't remember. I could be wrong. Maybe. Anyway, so three nines all around. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. We matched exactly on the Reese's giant egg and on that's all right. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, we have comedy for next week, and we have a Mount Rushmore. I believe you are comedy, and I am Mount Rushmore, right? Is that right? Uh, I am comedy. You are comedy, right? And you are Mount Rushmore, yes. Yeah. All right. So, for the Mount Rushmore for next week, uh, we talked about we'll probably do next couple of weeks, we'll probably do some tournament-themed stuff. Um, I am going to go, and this is, this is going to be a little bit – different than it would have been even two years ago but uh i'm gonna go the mount rushmore of current ncaa basketball coaches current i love it okay because there's a lot that have that are not coaching right now that are the greats the, there's a lot of them there's no jay Wright. Jay Wright would be a hundred percent there's no jay Wright. there's no coach k there's no jim Beheim. There's no Roy Williams. There's this is fun. This is gonna be good. No Chris Mack. Yep. No Chris Mack. Um, all right, I like it. So that puts me in charge of Netflix. I just say Netflix because <laughs> that's where I go to find my comedy. Sure. Um, and I, I I guarantee when this comes up, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we know what we're doing. Uh, Razzle Dazzle is out, which is Bert Kreischer. Uh, obviously with a shirt off, looks like some flashy pants and a hat. Can't wait to see what kind of goofball this stuff is. I, I, I like Bert Kreischer. 
I don't think he needs to take his shirt off. I've had said this a million times. Same. Yeah. He could be hilarious with his shirt off. Yeah. It's part of the thing, though. It's it's. He it doesn't a, have to. You don't have to though. It can be a one or two time thing, and then you can do a shirt off. I, I think there was a line where he could have stopped doing it. I think it's past. It's way past that. I disagree. I think one hundred percent. If he did a comedy special, his next one with a shirt on. I wouldn't even think twice about it. I wouldn't, but his big fans, like the people that follow sure. him, go to yeah. his shows, it's I, they would be screaming the entire show. Take your shirt off. Yeah, yeah. I got you. Um, but anyway, yeah, there we go. Razzle Dazzle, Burt Kreischer. I love it. The Mount Rushmore of current NCAA basketball coaches. They don't necessarily necessarily have to be in a tournament right now right just current coaches just current coaches okay i love it so uh pat kelsey sean miller whatever you want to do yeah okay i like it this is good this is good uh speaking of pat kelsey what did charleston get they are a 15 no 13 i think 13, 13 or 14 uh let's see here where did they go i i mean i should have put them in my final four but they are in, gosh, I can't even remember what. They're not a 13 or a 14 because I just looked at all of those. Oh. I didn't see them. Uh, Charleston is a 12 seed, bud. Oh, 12, 12, 12. Good for Charleston. Super excited. Hey, he's got them playing really well. So uh, go Panthers, go Kelsey, go Charleston, um, go X. Thank you so much. Shout out to uh, Adam Baum. Bound bomb. I'm sorry, buddy. I love you to death. I, I forgot what you said, how to say the name. I'm just going to call him Boom. Adam Boom. There you Sule go. Boom. Uh, always a pleasure to have you on here, man. Killed it. Uh, and till next week, we'll have some more NCAA on here. We've got uh, Mount Rushmore of NCAA current coaches. And then we've got Burt Kreischer's newest Razzle Dazzle. Um, comedy special. Right. Till then, don't forget to turn your headlights on.